Welcome to the Bailaroom podcast. Today, I had a chance to sit down with my great friend, Ronald Montpoint. He's an amazing salsa dancer. He majored in politics and now is working as a financial advisor. We spoke about our shared passion of dance. We also went back to the late 80s, our high school life. We talked about the current state of affairs of uh, social media and politics. And finally, he shared with me uh, his traumatic story that happened to his father in uh, our medical system. So without further ado, please give it up to Ronald Montpoint. We're live. So welcome everybody to the Baila Room podcast. So today I have a, a very special guest, a, a very, very, very good friend of mine called Ronald Montpoint. He's been uh, taking uh, lately some salsa lessons. He got to the advanced level and he's doing amazingly well. He also studied in politics, right? Yep. I and uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a financial advisor. Fantastic. So let's start with dance. What was your first steps ever? Like, what did you dance? Let's go back in time. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> mm, mm, mm. Let's see if I can remember. Um, uh, going back as a kid, I remember I used to be a terrible dancer. I used to be such a bad dancer um, back when I was like um, six, eight, nine. I used to like, you know, um, I used to dance all the time. I, I like to sing and I like to dance, right? But I'm terrible at both, <laughs> right? I'm a terrible singer. Uh, my wife tells me that I'm a terrible singer every time, like daily. My kids, they can stand it, but I don't care. I sing anyways, right? I'll, uh, I'll be singing from like the minute that I wake up till whenever. Um, dancing, first time I remember, was it when I really got interested in dancing? I was probably in high school, um, in junior high. And um, there was this friend of mine. He was a great dancer. He was a rapper right he was a dancer and um he was getting older girls i'm like man this guy is smooth right he can dance but i couldn't like i couldn't dance i remember trying to dance like michael jackson back in the days right and um yeah so it was that friend back in sick two probably Yeah, so that's when I really got interested in dancing, and I started dancing. What was the moves? What was the um? What was the well, style? actually, it was more like um hip hop trying to yeah 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 because back then, right? Um, it was either people were were being put in um like in boxes and categories, right? What you were, were they? You were a rapper, you're um a skater, you're um like a, um like a punk or whatever. So um I was a rapper. Yeah, so as a yeah, as a rapper, well I mean you cannot be a rapper and you you don't know how to dance. Like now we have we don't have rappers anymore, like hip hop artists, whatever you call them. They just I don't know, like business people or 
or thugs or whatever. That's but back then, you know, being a rapper, most rappers they were dancers, right? And even those who were not dancers, like guys like Big Daddy Kane, he had dancers. It was part of it, right? So, um, like LL, you know, he was like uh, the man back then. Like uh, he was a god. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Yes, yeah, yeah. LL Cool J was. Um, yeah, in the beginning, he was like a, he was a god. Why? Because all the well, ladies, yeah, all the girls they loved Cool J. So all the boys who wanted to emulate him, who wanted to be like him. Um, so when you started to dance, did you start uh, getting uh, some? Uh, some attention yeah oh yeah 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 it was all about getting girls attention nothing else nothing else i mean you tell me oh you're just gonna dance just for the fun of it i'm like eh eh there's you know what's the deal i'm just dancing for nothing <laughs> screw you so no. you were known as a dancer after? i was actually yes you know what i i um i went from not knowing how to dance oh yeah i remember that time um that my cousin like a girl right i asked her to um to show me a couple moves so she was you know showing me like stuff i remember it was mostly like pop right and um but when i started dancing and back then like watching videos was important right so we're watching videos we're recording videos like rap videos and then you know trying the moves and we're doing the moves and then i became a good dancer and i was known as like a guy who can dance you know like in school i was i was a good dancer i'm like yeah you know what and then i was getting a lot of attention i was getting yeah a lot of girls so it was mm-hmm. yeah it was good yeah so, did you do shows did you like year end shows i did i did um i did one actually two yeah um, back in school back in high school and then i became like popular you know after the first one you know i went from being like a a nobody to this cool guy who you know yeah he could dance and he was fly you know did it get to your head oh definitely (laughs) oh yes and um (laughs) like you know at one point i couldn't even like hold my own head it was like it was that big. It was that bad. But it was, you know, it, it was fun, right? Yeah, it, it was, was fun. fun times. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, h- how did you, how did you evolve from that to doing salsa, for example? <clears throat> I also became like you know, you dancing one style, and from one style evolved like to another. Like I started um, like with hip hop, and then you know, as a Haitian, we all. Um, we dance, we dance compa, right? Mm-hmm. And you can compare yourself to some other guys or like the adults. You're looking at the adults. You're like, and people are like, oh yeah, 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 he's a good dancer. Oh, this guy's a good dancer. What compa is very subtle. It's not like a a dance that you don't have to move a lot to be a um a good dancer. You don't have to show a lot. It's like it's more about the feel. And if you're a good dancer, you're dancing with um with a woman who can dance, she'll be able to tell that this guy he's good. This guy, yeah, he's all right. This one, eh, not like for compa, a bad dancer, you can you can tell. 
like in a heartbeat. You're gonna look at the guy. He looks like uh, he's jogging, right? He's just bouncing around. That's not that's not the style. So I started that, and um, in our parties, sometimes you know, once in a while, they would play like something like a Latin song, like a merengue or a, um, a salsa would be like the worst. You know, a merengue, it's very close to compa. It's um, a higher tempo, pretty easy. Now, you drop um, a salsa, and all of a sudden, I would, all right, time to take a break. And after a while, that got to me. I'm like, screw that. I mean, I, I could dance like any, on anything, any kind of music, but salsa. I'm like, no, I have to remedy. I have to do something about it. So therefore, I started taking classes, and I remember it was like me and my um, girlfriend at the time taking salsa lessons, and you know, it, it was fun. It was like that was like psh, my God, ages ago, right? Ages, a long time. And um, I remember the purpose was I wanted to go through like a whole night of music, right, of songs without stopping. Mm. If I could do that, that would be yes. You know what? I'm accomplished now. I'm good. You know, hip hop, um, reggae, um, compa, salsa, bachata. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. You know, I can dance everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that what was. Do, the, what do you uh, think? What do you think are the good qualities of a salsa dancer or just a dancer in general that dances with a partner? What do you think are the qualities necessary? Well, um, I think at a base, basic level, you need to know what you're doing. But mostly, you need to be there for, like, the reason has to be, like, the, like fun. You need to be there, you know, like... You need to want to have fun. I think like in all dances, like um, salsa and the rest, if you are not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, then it's going to, you know, it's going to make you feel terrible. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to be happy. You're not happy. You're not going to be, uh, you're not going to want to pursue. Okay. You're not going to want to continue. So um, I think if you're enjoying the process, all right, and for, um, I'm not going to say for a long time, but I tend to be, I would say I'm very competitive and um, sometimes I want to go from like zero to a hundred real quick. By the way, um, Drake, uh, that's a Drake song, zero to a hundred, right? Yeah, I have teenagers. So, uh, <laughs> um, but if you don't take time, to enjoy the pro uh, the process you don't take time you don't enjoy the time that you are learning the time that you are um not getting it you are making mistakes all that you know it's part of the fun now now mm -hmm. i enjoy it sometimes when i go to class right and i like the times that i do get there um early and i'm watching whenever i'm you know i'm watching the like the other students right they'll less advanced students i always watch them with um like with a smile like i'm happy because it you know it brings me back i'm mm. like man not that long ago 
like that move, that freaking move, I couldn't get it, right? Um, I'm watching them, I'm like, if only they knew that, you know, it's like in a short period of time, the progress that you can make, like it's amazing. You just have to like stick to it, be there, enjoy it, and then it'll come, mm. right? I still don't consider myself like a good dancer, like really. I'm, I'm trying, but I'm not there yet. So I'm still enjoying that process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I always remember, even when I teach, I try to remember how it felt like to be a beginner, how frustrating it could be, how, you know, awkward the body moves, you know, you're, you're requested to do a move and your foot goes this way, the, the shoulder doesn't follow and you look at yourself in the mirror and even if you're full of confidence in your everyday life, <laughs> what you see It's just, it's not happening. Humbling. Humbling. <laughs> so it takes, yeah. it takes a special kind of person to stick with it for a long time. Yeah. And I always wondered what makes people quit besides stuff that happens in people's lives. I wonder why some end up putting that in their lifestyle and they just dance and they, they go out, they practice, they take lessons. And others, they stop along the way. I wonder if there's something about the dance itself or the experience. I always wondered. I don't know. Um, personal motivation for um, for everything. Well, has has to play. Um, I can draw a parallel between dancing and working out. Right? Why does like a lot of like right now, like the gym is crowded. It's full. Like January, February. I'm like. Gosh, like, leave me alone. It's like they're taking my, you know, they can, <laughs> they're taking my place. You're, it's my spot, right? The gym is so crowded. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine because in a month or in like in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to see them anymore. A lot of people, they're going to sign up like in January, full of good intention. And sometimes, you know, stuff happens, you know, um, like injuries, like yeah. uh, an accident or time like yeah. conflict with work or with the family that yeah but a lot of people they're gonna start and they're not gonna get probably the support right that that particular person may need at the moment to continue to go through it because in the beginning like we all like to feel that we're doing good that, you know we're doing great Um, we need that encouragement in the beginning yeah. and um, you're going to the gym, but you don't know, like you don't know what you're doing. You're going to find it boring. You might end up hurting yourself and then you're going to, you're going to quit. You dancing. It's the same thing. You start, you know, when you're just getting started, you're a beginner. You feel like everything you're learning, everything like the, um, the rhythm is different. Um, Like the steps, you know, it's not like it's a one, two, three, four. Like, why can we do like go like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one? Why is it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight? Man, that's it's. I didn't go to school. I don't know how to count. You know, that only could be for some people. It can be too difficult, too hard. And if you're not used to the um, like the hardship, to you don't you're not used to it. Like to go through stuff like being like to suck at things mm. 
when you get started, when you first starting, the, um, you first start dancing um, salsa, whatever, you're gonna suck at it. But you you need to give yourself time to get to go from sucking to like okay. That's where I'm at right now. Like okay, oh now you can you you know you get to enjoy it a bit more. But first, you have to accept that you're gonna be bad in the beginning for sure. So it's I good, think it's a good point. I think accepting to suck. Yeah. So uh, it's okay to suck. Yes. But I think it's a very uh, uh, funny situation. I'll give you an example. I took ballet lessons at. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I took ballet lessons. I do. I did them two times a week downtown, and I went there, and it was a lot of people that were like in their maybe 40s, 50s, but they were retired ballet dancers. And I had zero ballet skills. So the image of them and me was so dramatic and the teacher was kind of like very strict, you know, and he was telling me things and they were so true that every time he would critique me, I start, start laughing because I knew I sucked. Yeah. But it was the, 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 the image that I had in the class, you know, when we had to do those tricks and run around the room. It says, thank God there's no cameras here because <laughs> I, I am so bad. But I thought in my headspace, I thought, well, I'm, I'm okay in salsa, right? <laughs> so um, let's try to see. I'm say, not yeah. bad. I'm not bad. <laughs> and I'm, I thought other styles have something to offer. So I started to take lessons in other styles mm-hmm. and I would try to grasp just a little bit i didn't i didn't pretend that i'd be a ballet dancer but i knew that ballerinas they know how to spin yeah and salsa dancers think they know how to spin so when i trained in salsa when we we're trying to attempt those double turns we were just winging them and our teachers would always like oh, you go like this and bah! and we're yeah. like holy jesus how did he do it yeah, it's yeah, magic yeah, yeah. but he couldn't explain it to us point by point but ballerinas they know they, they know they, they've been spinning on pointy toes okay. with their leg fully extended, which is the hardest yeah. thing to do, right? So their center and their understanding of center is beyond my understanding. So I thought if I just can get one or two yeah. percent during that year that I was training, I'd be a better salsa dancer. Yeah. So that's the way I approached it. But I'm from a perspective of I wanted to grow and teach and, and, and evolve, right? So I was trying to get some maybe some information that I can port into salsa afterwards. And salsa, what's cool, is an open dance with a lot of flavor, so you can mm-hmm. grab here and there and, and make your own salad, basically. Yeah. So um, I wanted to know, what, what do you think is in the head of somebody that wants to start and stops him to go through dance? Because you remember when we started, we started about the same time, right? Yeah. So the, the backstory here is that I went to a club by force, somebody forced me into a salsa club. I didn't want to go. And then my friend brought me there. And what I saw traumatized me, but in a good way. I was like, oh my God, what is this? I didn't know about it. I didn't, I didn't, think, I, I didn't, I didn't think anything about dancing with, with a lady. Like I, I had no yeah. preconceived notion. I just think that's not for me. Who, who dances, right? When I saw the, the vibe, the vibe hit home, like the warmness, the hotness, the, the, the Everybody's dancing. Everybody's happy. Yeah. I'm like, what is this place? It's like, it's magic, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. But when I got out of the club, I was frustrated because I couldn't do it. Yep. So I just sat there with like, just sat there like, oh, I can't dance. 
But now, if I remember correctly, I phoned you and I asked you where you took your lessons. Mm -hmm. And you told me how I got to take my lessons yeah, on yeah, Saint yeah. Laurent, blah, blah, blah. 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 Yeah. And I started there. Yeah. And thanks to you, right? Yeah. Uh, I was in, in a decent school. So I remember feeling something about dance that wasn't correct. Like whatever I saw and I did, did not correspond to my idea of it before. So what do you think would stop somebody from taking lessons? <clears throat> Because it's fantastic, right? Yeah. Once you get started, <laughs> once you get started, it's great. It's amazing. And it's true. You go to um, any kind of like a salsa event and everybody's happy. Everybody's enjoying the, um, like, the music, the, uh, the ambiance. But to get started first, I think a lot of people, they, they kind of get not force into it it's either they go by curiosity or like you know you're gonna have a friend taking you to, you know to some whatever venue and then once you get in contact with the um with the music with the people then yes you're gonna get the um like you'll get like it's a hit for most people or what do you think let's say you have friends that don't want to go let's say hey you should come and take lessons and they just go well, what did they say What did he think about it? I'm really curious. Uh, they, you know, a lot of people, they don't know that they might like it. Like uh, it. They just don't know. Like, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So they don't, they don't know. They're like, eh, not interested. Have you ever tried? Nah, not interested. And some, they re I think, I, like, I have someone in mind, and I think generally like, this person is isn't a terrible dancer because everyone that's what i really 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 believe everyone anyone can dance like even like like this is the same thing for singing right i don't think that you could make me become a good singer but i think i could become and like somewhat okay mm -hmm. singer but i don't want to put myself through the like the hardship like the whole process you know like trying and trying and suck at it you know being bad and why I, not I, i don't know it just like it's would just you want like, would you want to become like a decent singer i don't i don't see the reason i just no. like mess up with people just <laughs> and they're like what this guy's nuts i'm like yeah and i just you know i don't know i don't care i don't i don't care but i'm not gonna Put myself like out there, like as someone you know who knows how to sing. I know my place. I know my role. You know, like yeah. Um, but if you are, you don't know how to dance, and you don't want to get involved. You don't want to start. It's probably because you know a lot of people can be very like you know self conscious, and you're very like afraid to look awkward to like not to be in control because most of us, like a lot of us, especially after like a certain age, we are like pretty much in control of uh, our environment and um, like our lives and, and, and et cetera. Like, like most of us, right? And getting started at zero, it brings you to like to a point where like, gosh, I don't know anything. And all these people, they're all better than me. So you feel inadequate. I, You know, it's strange that feeling. You come back to that feeling, and and, and I just had a flash. I've been uh, practicing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a 
about what, five years now? And I remember my first year. And you think, you, first, you, you have somewhat of a con preconceived notion of, of what fighting is, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a, what a scuffle is, what's going to happen, right? And then you get into a gym like that where you, everybody's like monsters that train and you're like a white belt. And you get your life handed to you on a platter <laughs> <laughs> every minute, yeah. right? So, so basically, you're, 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 you're dying, like you're being choked, And yeah. you tap, of course, it's safe, right? Yeah. But you're, you're, you're as close to be dominated. You basically are close to death that you ever be. Yeah. You're being choked. You're being armbarred. You're being, you're being manhandled, right? And you have no experience. And I remember the feeling, even if psychologically I, th I was thinking, this is just temporary. I was told it was temporary. I think it's temporary. Yeah. At some point in time, something's going to happen. I'm going to choke one person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's going to be a newbie so, and I'm going to get but, this sucker. Yeah. But, but it lasted many months that I, yeah. nothing happened, right? So it's the, the challenge to stay in a situation where you have no control. You're not good. People, because it's a co contact sport, right? So it's yeah. physical. You, you get dominated and you get roughed. And even if I'm two, what, 225, yeah. you got guys that like half my size just murdering me on the floor. <sighs> and you're thinking, what is this sport, you know? Yeah. And you're trying to take this in stride. But there is times where I was thinking, man, I'm never going to be even remotely good. And I get these feelings right now, even after five years. And I get these feelings a little less in salsa, but still they can happen. Like I get a plateau and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just doing the same stuff. It sucks. You know, I, I don't feel inspired anymore. And people think I don't get them in salsa. And I, and at that moment, I just share them with, with, with the people. I goes, listen, I, I feel the same way sometimes. And people don't believe me because what they see is this guy that knows what he's doing. He goes, listen, yeah. the humanity is humanity. We all going to feel the same shit. It's not like I, I'm, I'm some kind of special person. I just have more years under my belt than you. But the feelings are cyclic. So that feeling of discomfort, mm -hmm. that's something really interesting. Maybe some people can't deal with it for a long period of time. I don't mind Plus, them. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't mind. Is I have so much faith in, in my teacher and I have so much faith in the process, right? So the process, I have belief in the practice will do its job. Like the re repetition will do its job regardless of what I feel. If I feel I suck, that's one thing. If I feel I'm good, it's one thing. I, don't, I will feel all these feelings, but I have so much faith. I know if I repeat, I repeat, I repeat, I repeat, it's going to take care of itself. But that is also faith in yourself because you are allowing yourself to go through the process. You are permitting yourself to be bad in the beginning knowing that you have to go through it to become good so that is um it takes a le level of self-confidence to put ourselves in like risky situation um if you um, if you want but here's the strange thing i'm not very good with mistakes That's the strangest situation. People, like like my wife will tell you, like I don't process very well failure. I, I, I try to hold it at bay. Or, of course, it's mm -hmm. a question of perception. When, but when something not, doesn't go my way, I'm not a happy camper. So, yes, 
I, I have belief in the process, but at the same time, failing, I, I, I can't even believe that I'm, I'm, I always say the simplest way I like to say it is bring your body there. Your job is bring your body there. Mm-hmm. Bring your body to class. Forget what you're saying to yourself. Yeah. Just the number of times that I didn't want to do it, plenty. Yeah. You think I'm that motivated? No. But one thing I know for sure, I can take my body, <laughs> bring it to the class, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll take it from there. And usually my energy changes yeah. once that is done. Yeah. So I think it's the, the, the discipline of just bringing your body, like following through what you told yourself initially. If you told yourself initially you'll do it three times a week, that's what you told yourself. You now, why, 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 why even bother lying to yourself? Okay. Like if you don't have that intention. Oh, yeah, like you said, the gym. Yeah. Yeah, go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your goal is to... It, I think I remember one day you said, if it was every, easy with everybody's going to do it, it's not going to be... It's hard. Yeah. Like you go train. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, those who don't see, we don't have a camera. He's got really big biceps. So <laughs> he goes <laughs> to the gym. But, but that said, I think it's just if people want to be good at something, if that's the goal, you want to be good, forget that goal. Just go for it. Like just repeat it. Yeah. Just for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. Yeah. Get completely involved. Like completely go there and completely involved for that hour. Just go at it like you said have fun try to play yeah right a message of playing is yeah. forgotten there sometimes people are too serious because hey relax you know yeah if um if it's too serious like if you don't have fun then you're gonna resent it mm. but if you do have fun if you enjoy, like if you are like truly enjoying what you're doing then you're gonna like we all like it's fun Fun is fun and yeah. like to have fun. So if you're enjoying it, you're having fun, then you're going to want to continue. You're going to want to come back next session. You're going to want to, um, like, it's going to be like a week after week. You know, you just, and at one point, you just, like, waiting for that hour. You're just waiting for that special, like, special moment or whatever because you're enjoying it so much. But you have to give yourself the chance Right, you have to bring yourself to that point. In in the beginning, the only thing like you need to do is really like like you said, you mentioned to bring your body there. You need to go. Doesn't matter if you're good. Well, if you're good or bad, I mean, you're not gonna be good, but you just do it. Mm. Like you start, you know, you just you you're gonna go to the gym to do whatever. Um, if it's like a um, like a one hour class a week, well, start with that. And then you're gonna, it's gonna be a habit. It's gonna become a habit, and you, you can take two classes a week. And then as you get more energy, because if you like, if you're a beginner, you're not gonna like, you know. I, I encourage people because like, um, like, the like training is fun. Like, I love going to the gym. I just like, I love it. Okay, um, I enjoy it, but sometimes eh, just like, yeah, I'm bored. Eh, I don't know, not today. I don't feel like it, but I'll go anyways, right? But if you get, if you go in the beginning, you're not good. You're going to be sore. Um, you're going to feel terrible 
the next day, the following day, and sometimes two, three days in a row, like the whole, the, your, like your whole body is gonna ache. You're gonna feel, you're gonna feel mis- miserable. You're like, man, I'm paying money to go to the gym to like punish my body, and then I'm feeling even worse than I was um, than I was before. Like, screw it. You know, I'm not doing it. But you have to do it like once, twice, three times, like uh, uh, like two, three weeks, and then after that you're going to start getting the rewards. Oh, now I have more energy. But in the beginning, it's going to deplete your energy. Because you're like, well, you didn't have anything, right? What's your training regimen? Like, what do you do? I try to... Like, I I, I do everything. Like, um, sometimes I'm... Most of the time, I'm going to do like a full body workout. I'm going to start with you know, like the most difficult stuff, the stuff um, that, that I hate, squatting. Oh, my God. You start with that and then you're done. Or you start with, uh, like, you do the, like, you know, the big stuff. And then you finish with whatever, like doing abs, whatever, because they don't need, they don't take a lot of energy. But if you're just getting started, you cannot follow what I'm doing. Because you're not going to have the energy, you're not going to have the stamina, right, for that whole session. If I tell you we're going to do like um, four sets of blah, 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 like, and then we move on to another one, we do like three sets of um, back, and then, like, you know, like, man, this guy is nuts. I'm like, I'm toast. I'm done. I was done after the first one. I thought, like, it was over, right? So it needs, like, it's a build-up, right? You do it, you do it, you do it, and then you're going to have more and more energy, more and more stamina. Like a new guy cannot expect to go to a gym and just, like you're not going to have the same intensity, right? You can work out, but there is a difference. Like some days, even like for um, one particular person, you're not going to always have the same level of energy. Mm-hmm. And it's fine, you know, it's like, today you're not feeling like 100%. Okay, you just do whatever you can, you just give your maximum. But even like when I tell some new guys or girls, sometimes that, um, because I enjoy like, I like working out with new people, like new guys, like new guys or girls, because it's like, it's, it's different. It's like watching um a beginner salsa dancer. It's fun because it reminds you, right, where you were not mm. so long ago. And um, I tell them to do some stuff and I, we're going to do like the same training, but I know the level of energy that I can, that I'm going to put in my workout, I cannot ask them for the same because they don't have it. They don't have the same intensity. And, um, that brings me, I remember, um, I remember that time, was it last summer? I was talking to, um, to a girl, she's a salsa dancer. She said, yeah, um, you know, um, every Saturday night, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Um, like uh, on like Tuesdays or Mondays, I would go to X, Y, Z. And then on Friday, I would do this. And then on Saturday, I'm like, good Lord, what? Yeah. Like, I just do like one class a week and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing something. And there she is like classes plus 
she's practicing like freaking three times a week. I'm like, no wonder I suck that bad, right? <laughs> so the other guy who goes to the gym, he looks at a guy who's been going for many years and like, oh my God, I'll never reach that level. Like there was this guy who was saying, oh, he was telling me, if I could do just like one pull up, a one chin up, oh my God, it's, I'm going to feel like amazing, right? And um, I'm like, it's very encouraging or incorrect, like courageous for this guy to admit it. But for me, who sees it as nothing, I have like a gym par um, partner. Um, this guy is in his 60s. And doing like chin-ups, pull-ups, like for him, we're just like, we, like, it's a warm-up. Like, let's do a couple sets of 10, and then we move on, right? But he, the guy is like in super good shape, 60-something. Wow. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I wish, you know, if I like if I keep up, you know, when I'm when I reach like sixty or seventy, it doesn't matter. I wish that I could be, you know, I could just maintain, you know, instead of like uh, planting what um like carrots and mm. beets in the backyard if you're retired, what are you gonna do? Like, you know, do something, right? It's gonna, what do you plan to do? Um Do you have any idea? I'm probably gonna, well, keep on doing whatever, like whatever I, I'm trying, the way I, I see things, I'm like, if I can do what I'm doing now at 70, I'm gonna be like happy, like, I'm gonna say like a big and shit, but I'm like super happy mm. if I just can maintain because what I, you know, I have like people, um, like when you look at like, you know, like the, the parents and um, you can see them, like you can remember back when they were like our age, mm. right? When they were like um, young, I'm not, well, I'm not young, but yeah, let's say, all right, compared to them, like young and um, powerful and like on top of like their game and, and et cetera. And you look at them now, like, uh, you know, like, um late 70s my dad um mid 80s he used to be a bodybuilder by the wow. way he used to work out a lot and you look at um the guy he weighs like 90 80 something pounds like 88 to 90 pounds and like eh, you know if i can do what i do and keep up you know, of course, the the intensity will not be the same, but it doesn't matter. The um, the weights that you're lifting, I mean, that has we don't care. It's nothing, right? You're lifting only. You're only getting the resistance that you you know you you're only gonna pull the resistance that, uh, that you can pull. You know, you cannot do more, right? And at 70, you're not, you have to um, worry about the joints. Well, not only at 70, um, at 40 and at 50 and 60, you have to worry about all these things. You mm -hmm. don't go into it. Like back when I was like, um, like 20, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You just wanted to like ego lift. Like you would, you know, just to show your boys that, yeah, you know what? I can lift a plate. It doesn't matter. I can do two, but 
bad form. It doesn't, you know, but now it matters because I want to do it for the longest that I can. And if you can, you can do that. You can dance. I, it gives you, it simulates you. It gives you think, like that, you yeah. know. I think we have um, almost no choice to move and to find reasons to move because uh, we live uh, older. Yeah. Um, I had my children older than my parents. So I had my, mm -hmm. you know, children late 30s. So... Let's say very late 30s, about 39. <laughs> Let's just say almost 40. So I'm thinking, shit, when they're going to be teens, I need to be able to, to keep up. To keep up, right? Yeah. And it's a question of energy also. Yeah. So it's like almost like a responsibility. I yes. feel like responsible yep. to keep moving and to do activities that force my body to move. Yeah. There's so much things to be said about the brain, but I think. If I don't move for maybe four or five days, my personality changes. So it's not good. It's oh. not turning to be the nicer guy. So I mean, it happens when I don't eat. <laughs> four or five hours, I'm like, <laughs> need food. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, you, you spoke briefly about your father. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I know I know a little bit about the story you told me about. about yeah. it. It's very uh, intense and... Um, I can say traumatic, you know, and, yep. and why don't you share with us a story from the, from the start? Well, how, what happened to your father? How did it, I'll let you speak. All right. Um, um, it started with, um, with a stroke a few years back, um, four years, maybe, um, five years almost. Yeah. So, um, after the stroke, He did um, well rehab and stuff for um, for a few months, and he he, he was he, he you know he was getting better. He was doing okay. And after six months, like six months after that, he checked in um, at like some hospital in Montreal, and they told him he had um, a cancer. It was. Um, generalized it was a very invasive cancer um they gave him three to six months to live I said well about three to six you know it could be longer it could be less we don't know but yeah roughly six months later nothing his general condition was the same so we asked at the same hospital we asked for them like could you check him like could you re-examine his um like his situation his case and they said no because it's like three to six it could be eight it could be nine right but the doctors they never did um biopsy 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 they never um they, they never did one they um they did um ct scan like a scan and the scan revealed that he had um like cancer in multiple places when we asked for the biopsy they said no it doesn't like it wasn't necessary because you do a biopsy and then you confirm with a scan a, like a that was the, the the process so if you do the scan the scan pretty much confirms it right so we're like fine but i remember clearly my sister asking for a biopsy to the doctor and he refused said no it's not like th there is no point right And um, so six months, 
they um, they refuse after 12 months. We said, well, you know, it's been 12. And his situation, he's stable. Could you? We checked him back at the same hospital. They said no. At, during that time, the poor guy, he wasn't doing any physio anymore because it wasn't worth it. He's like, shush, I have like three to six months. Like, what's the point? You know, I could, um, I could die any minute. So he wasn't taking care of himself. So, of course, his general condition, his general health situation degraded a lot during that period. After a, a year and a half, like 18 months. Is he still in a hospital throughout the experience? No, he wasn't. He okay. was like go, um, going back home. We okay. would um, send him to Haiti because, like, you know, I'm going to die in like three to six so i would rather die you know like in haiti than here i want to be in my like you know in like in my house with my like uh you know in my surroundings because he's, he's retired so he's been retired he has a house um in haiti where you know he, he would spend like a few months at the time and then he would come back to canada so during that period he was going back and forth Okay, like he always did, and um, so what's um, after a year and a half, we took him back to the hospital because you know he would go for his um, checkup every six months. So, after like that was the third time, after a year and a half, another doctor asked us, Can I perform a biopsy? We're like, yeah, please go ahead. We've been asking for like, you know, for um, a year and a half. And um, yeah, please. So she did. And then they confirmed with another scan. What they found out was that it wasn't a cancer at all. He never had a cancer. It was inflammation now there is a slight difference between an inflammation and a cancer and especially if they tell you there there are no treatment because it's too advanced right so we were of course extremely upset with that situation knowing that we were i wouldn't say um we asked for it they declined our um they never accepted okay only to find out a year and a half later after his health has degraded a huge bit okay that it wasn't it was a mistake knowing that we could have done something about it and we didn't was very infuriating. So um, we decided, you know what, we're going to sue the, um, the hospital because they didn't listen. Da, 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 da. We wanted a biopsy. They never ever did. And then it was a mistake. So now they're telling us, well, you know, it happens. Like, uh, yeah, screw that. It happens. I mean, we, um, we wanted to double check. You didn't want to. And one of the reasons why I think they didn't want to double check was, at one point, the doctor told me, he had told me that my father had reached his um, life ex um, expectancy limit. So if the guy's 80 or 82, they're not going to bother. You know, there's, 
because he's already that old. Probably what I believe, he didn't say it exactly if it was like a younger um, patient, probably. But he said, yeah, you know what, his age, you know, anything can happen. Even if we do, um, the treatment is too invasive. It's still going to, like, you know, it's going to bring more discomfort, okay, for then it's going to bring a, um, re- it's, then it's going to be more di- um, discomfort than relief. So at his age, it's not really worth it. So pretty much anything could happen so let it happen so let me understand he would he would have gotten a treatment for cancer without having cancer exactly they um yeah but that would have destroyed him yeah 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 but luckily actually it would have been better for them because they would have been right Yeah, he had a cancer three to six months. Well, he died. Oh, yeah, it's, it was a cancer. Mm-hmm. It, so, but how yeah. did you how did you find the whole process of bringing a whole hospital to court? Impossible. It's extremely hard. Okay, you try, and um, I'll say um, I don't know about the rest of Canada or or if if it's like only in Quebec but it is extremely extremely hard um a hard thing to do because you're trying to sue um like a hospital you tr- you suing the doctors because they are not um employees right they are uh, companies or yeah. uh, self-employed yeah so these guys they have they are protected Okay, and it wasn't really trying like the whole system that we had something something against, right? It was really the fact that they told us something. We asked them for a second opinion, okay, and uh, they didn't want to do it because they knew better. They were the professionals. And we didn't know anything. We didn't know what we were talking about. We asked for a biopsy. They told us, no, you don't, like, there's no point. I told you there is no point. And then they were wrong. Now, if you are telling people, if you're going to tell people, okay, that's what, um, that's my, um, my recommendation. Um, you may want another test. I'm not going to do it because of da, 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 and you signed, fine you know what that's you're going you're not going against your um your principle or your principles or i'm not even i'm not your values but your like your code right but what this what they did was extremely surprising because after having that conversation asking for a biopsy and um being declined In the medical report, they had written that we were the one who refused it. We told them that it wasn't necessary. Wow. It was written. So they had proof that the family didn't want any more investigation. 
in that um, for that patient. They even mentioned that they had a meeting with the family and the patient, and we clearly declined. When we were the one, the ones asking for it, and it was the opposite, and they had told us no. But it was written that when this situation happened, I, I feel that we should, I, I feel almost like an urge to record everything that has been said in, in the interactions. Like I feel like to protect myself, yeah. I feel I need to have like a, a open my phone and record yes. every kind of interaction. Yes, yes. I, I, listen, I did it with a, with, a, with a cell phone company once and it paid up. Okay. It, it really, it was very interesting because I said, well, I'm going to call them and I'm going to ask them da, 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 and see if they give it to me, but I'm going to record them. Yeah. And then you have proof. But in this scenario, you probably tried it in some instances to try to record at least one or two meetings. No, I mean, like, how can you know? And you want to trust the hospital. You want to trust the professionals. Like you are at their mercy. Yeah, I understand, but this is like lies. Exactly, but you didn't know. Yeah, but now you that know. That it would turn out to be a lie. Yeah. So it's only afterwards I'm like, you know what? Now screw it. I'm going to record everything. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'll put you on record. Oh, just you never know. I mean, it's it's crazy because we trust these people with mm. our lives, okay? When we had the meeting and the gentleman, um, the doctor was explaining who was telling us like um his foundings that he found out that my father had a cancer da, 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 because you know he was losing weight and he had a diarrhea at the yeah. uh, at that time so that was the cause we didn't we, never like in a million years that you would think oh let me record like, he's gonna tell me about my father's situation i need to record him you you like and have he died six, eight, or nine months after the verdict, it would have been okay because we were expecting it. The only bad, like the bad luck for them is that he didn't die. And um, he didn't die after a year, after a year and a half, where they redid another doctor asked us the permission to redo the, um, the test. After two years, he's still alive. Three years, going on four years now. Because it was never about a cancer. He never had a cancer. I mean, you know, after that, you have to ask yourself, how much faith should you have in that whole process? How can you trust these people who are knowing that what they're going to write down they can write down whatever and you have no access. I mean, you're not going to think like every time you go see your doctor, can I see what you're writing? Because no, but how much, but how much, why is that so valuable if they wrote it down? If they can write whatever they want, why is it valuable in the court Be, of law? Because it, they wrote it down. It's yeah, them. Because it's about they're credible. Of course they're credible. They, you are a doctor. You yes. have no reason to lie. Exactly. But fair enough. But fair if enough. you That's do it, good. then but, I mean, but you can why, get away with it. But why would they write that? That's what I don't understand. Exactly. That what, was the what, question now, that now he, our lawyer asked us. They have no reason to to write to write down a lie. Exactly. And why did they write it? I mean, and the other thing is is to cover the butt. No, but 
you told me that it's it's almost like it's not common procedure because they have the CT scan already. Yep. So if they had the CT scan and if it's 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 common procedure, nobody offers the biopsy and the family doesn't ask for the biopsy because the doctor says, well, the CT scan is 100% proof that yeah. it's a cancer. Yeah. Biopsy isn't. Yeah. So it's safe. That's the procedure. Why even bother writing that? It's it's not the procedure. The procedure would... Um, you do biopsy first? It's a biopsy. And then you confirm with a, with a scan. So does the scan has this, this uh, 100% value? Or it's just like uh, some not 100%? No, it's not 100. Okay, so you do both. Both, yeah, it gives it, yeah. So the biopsy first? Yeah. Why did he do the scan and not the biopsy? I have no idea. That's so odd. Yeah. And nobody, does, did your father express himself? Did he say, listen, like, I don't want to do nothing with the biopsy? Because, like, he's sick. He's old. He's not in a position to defend himself. Um, you're, like, 81, 82. Like, you, you're in a hospital. You are extremely vulnerable. You are not in the best state to, like, argue with a doctor who has your best interest. For sure. All right? In heart, in mind. That's, that's the whole point. So and basically, there's, there's an equal amount of morons spread out for all the professions. And you end, ended up falling on one. It doesn't mean he's a doctor that, that, that gives him... Yeah, socially speaking, maybe. In the yes. court of law, they're protected. Yes. And, and I think rightly so. They need to be protected. Yes. Can't argue not to protect doctors. They must be making mistakes up the Yancey. Yeah. But just own up to it own up like own up just say it is our fault what's gonna happen or like i don't get it it's we, our fault it's possible or it's possible we did a mistake we took yeah it was like a um like a 70 30 so we did that that was the um yeah so what was it settled yeah well, well yeah we had to drop the case because um, even our lawyer he was like yeah they had no reason <laughs> yeah well yeah he was in the like in the end i think he was getting, um, I wouldn't say bullied, but um, the other lawyers, right? They were just like murderers. Yeah, they, they had like uh, sharp teeth, like <laughs> yeah, so yeah. long. They were just like going, they, like they, talking, they, taking chunks out they, of us. Well, they must be used used to, yes. to these situations. Yes, they were bad, like taking chunks at the time. And uh, at one point, our lawyer, he was just like, "Hey guys, they're right. Yeah, let's bail. <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. So basically, like he dropped the case. How about you? Did you drop the idea also at the same time? We had to mm -hmm. because if he does, right, he, he, he dropped the case. And um, it's either like, okay, go find yourself another lawyer, repeat, hmm. right, from the beginning, or like, you know, I'd, like they have written proof. We have our words. They are medical doctors. They are professionals. They have no reason to lie. It would be against their ethic. Well, if I show you a paper saying, you, you look, it's written here that you should give we me had a thousand dollars. No, you should give me a thousand dollars because it's, I wrote it here. What kind and, of, uh, how yeah, signed? Signed yeah. by whom? Yeah, by who? By you. But not by you. No. Well, so it's worth whatever I say. Exactly. So they, they put more weight in the, in the word of the doctors. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Right? So you're, you're nobody. Yes. 
Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, there, there, there was you, like nothing else to say. Even like our lawyer said, yeah, well, it's written. They have it. They have no proof. And the only thing you, ha the only thing you have is like your word. Did you lose faith in the medical system? And did you lose faith in the judicial system? Oh, big time. Seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do next time? It's either whenever it's, if it's important enough, like in that case, make sure you have everything Recorded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a proof because if you like you don't have proof, you have nothing. Your word against theirs, forget it. You're gonna lose hundred percent of the time. Um why I can easily say that you know I have lost faith because before that, um seventeen yeah, that's yeah, seventeen years ago. My mom passed away. She had a cancer, right? And she was being treated by a specialist. She was followed um, by that specialist. And never did he suggested that she should do a scan. Never. And she had a cancer. Very invasive and, and then um, boom, you know, it was when we took her to the hospital it was already too late they can cure it now that specialist was like she was involved with that specialist for like over a year um what's what's um what's that anyway for um like um pains that she had like um For some other stuff, but never it was about um, the cancer. And when they found out she had a cancer, it was already too late. So I'm like, my mom, she had a cancer, but nobody like that special is that doctor never bothered like to ask for um, like just a general checkup. You know, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna charge you every time you come by. Um, And I'm I'm gonna give you a, another appointment like every X Y Z month I don't know every like three or four months she would um four four to six in the beginning it was like um they were closer and then it was like every six months that she was seeing that um that specialist and the whole time she had a cancer and the guy never like suspected that there you know there could be another reason why she um she was like she she was suffering. And my father, it was the um, at the other extremity. He didn't have a cancer. And those specialists, they told him after their analysis that he had a cancer. And he had three to six months to live. So the whole family was like, you know, like um, everything was on hold basically because it could be any time, right? And it never happened. So one end to another Um, end of the spectrum, I think we have to be very careful, okay, with the specialists that we deal with. It's not that they are bad people or whatever in their regular life, but as professionals, I think we should be more careful the way that we deal with these professionals, any kind of professionals 
Okay. Not only the doctors. I mean, I go to my doctor, uh, I, I, you know, I, I get my checkup done every year and et cetera. But we shouldn't take their words as like word of God. That's what I, that's what I sincerely, truly believe. Okay. At this point, it used to be like that, but two experiences with two people very close to me made me realize, you know what, these guys, like it's just like one patient after another and after another and after another. So, and then, you know, the guy could write down anything that he wants. So, yeah, hmm. faith, eh, not so much, not anymore. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very yeah. Uh, yeah, encouraging. Yeah. yeah, that's why, um, like, growing old, I'm like, man, growing old sucks. <laughs> oh, man. It sucks. <laughs> so if I can find a way... Right to slow it down. To slow it down. Let's do um, some bicep curls. Ah man, I'm gonna. Let's uh, do man, some bench press. I hate ben like <laughs> benching, deadlifting. Actually, benching like not one guy. Like you go to the gym. Most guys they're gonna start with like doing like bicep, yeah, um, biceps like curling and benching. Oh yeah, chest. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and biceps. Yeah. yeah. But those deadlifts, they are yeah, a yeah, pain in the yeah, like in yeah, the yeah. butt. But yeah, you gotta do them. Yeah, it's about you know, it's more about like general health than mm. anything else. And knowing that you can probably add a couple of good years. Yeah. I want to grow old. So you, yeah, and then the, the cliff at the end is steep, like it just drops. Yeah, fast. I just drop that, like in a. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I don't want like that slow decline. Yeah, no, 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 oh, no not for man, me. No, 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 I can stand it. I, yeah. Like the idea that you are less and less and less present. You're here, yeah, but yeah. You're, you can do less. Like, like, my, father, like, my father likes to say, Ilias, what happened? I, I thought I was 18. You know, not yeah. too long ago, I was and 18. Then, what, what happened? You know? Yeah. Listen, let's do a complete 180. Um, I know you studied in politics. Yeah. I know you're not working in politics. No. But I know you're interested in politics. Somewhat. Somewhat, right? So if you look at politics in general and what is happening with social media and stuff like that, what do you think generally a state of affairs of politics right now? <clears throat> very broad question. <sighs> we'll get to specifics. All right. Now, very broad. What do you I... think about it, that the evolution of, of, of politics right now? All right, politics, I think we are, I'm not going to say lost, but we are all over. But we've always been all over. But sometimes you feel that it's like we're all over because most people don't care about what's going on. We now do not. Now, was it always like that? Was it, is it it, some people have become more disenchanted, I, I believe, with everything that's going on. I think it's pretty much always been like that. But now we have taken it to, a, to another level because we have everything. Like, um, like you have 
24-hour um, news um, that, you know, just like hammering stuff, like, you know, um, in your head. It's just, you know, if you get something repeated, like, daily, like, it's a lot of, like, the same information, well, you're gonna, at the end, chances are you might, you're gonna start to believe that information. But what if it's 10 times a day? It's, like, it's even worse. So, we hear like we hearing and we seeing so many things that like you know we have to let go we have to not care because it's too much information how do you curate how do you how do you stay involved in politics while this is happening involved um i don't say like Involved because I don't consider myself being involved because I'm not doing. I um, you know, you're never gonna see me in any protest, right? I'm not. I'm not. No, do, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Uh, I don't do protest. Uh, I don't see the point, right? I'm gonna walk for something and then I'm gonna walk against something else. And that's the uh, political action of one person. Yeah, we were like uh, 1,100 or 2,000. I don't think it makes... You don't, re- you don't believe in protest at all? You don't think it has a use in uh, democracy? Like to go out in the street? No? And stir up some... Uh... Yeah, stuff, yes. You know, it could be very, very, very helpful. And then... Like what's happening in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, and it's, then... You, and don't then, you think it's... And then help- you don't vote. Yeah, I'm not talking about these people. Yeah. So, you, you see, like, you do one and then you have to be not, like, consistent across the board, but... All right. Uh, 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 it's political, but we're going to deviate a little bit. I was talking to, um, like, to a friend and she was saying, oh, you know, I don't buy clothes from such and such because of like uh, where like they're where they're from the way they're made and da 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 i'm like all right so do you do a background check on all the companies that you deal you deal with when you buy your cell phone or um doesn't matter if it's um android or whatever do you do a background check do you know where they're from like the chip like where do you go to what extent the clothes all right you don't buy from that store because you heard some stories from that store but what about um like the manufacturer where it was manufactured do do you take that do you buy only canadian what you buy canadian is it labeled canadian or like where do you start where do you um where do you finish and Everything has to do, that's all political. It has to do with, um, with politics, right? The dollar that you're spending is a vote every time you spend a dollar. Where do you decide to put your dollar? Okay, makes a difference. So I think we are extremely, we are living in, um, and I'm glad to be part of it, to live in that, in that era, really. Okay, I am. Um, well, the sixes were nice, sex, drugs, and, and alcohol. Yeah, that was sex, drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, that was a, a great. That, <laughs> it was a great time. I mean, it was a great time to be a kid. But now it just 
with social media, everything is different. You can say something like back in the 80s or 90s, anyone like, um, like on a schoolyard, you know, you could you could have a fight in a schoolyard, and you know, it was it was it would have been just a fight. Now it could be, well, is it racially motivated? Um, is it like because of blah blah blah? What's your background? Why is it? No, I mean that guy was his was just being a punk, and I kicked his ass for what? Well, just because. And it was the end of the story. You would get expelled. You would get uh, um, like some time with the whatever. You you would get a consequence, and it would just stay there. I think right? I think back then, like if I think of my past, like from let's say thirteen to twenty, yeah. okay, thirteen to twenty, which is about roughly seven years, I can think of many things, many throughout the year, things that I did that I said, that if I post online right now, would, would get, get me in trouble, you mean? Yeah. I would be erased. Okay. I would be, there would be a lynch mob outside. I think back then, we had the luxury of not recording our mistakes. Like, we, we had luxury to not think, ultimately, of the impact. You can't ask a 14-year-old to completely understand what the hell is spewing out of his mouth. His brain is not developed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're holding him accountable with adult nowadays values. Right? And then you're judging that person in the past. It's so weird. Like, I feel it. It's so weird. And and it doesn't make it right or wrong. Like, I can understand that in the past you did some shit. But we're judging you now for it, like because you said something when you were fourteen years old. I don't that part. I don't get because I said, I remember back in 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 high school, we were saying words that you can't say right now. We're using terminologies that if ever I utter those terms here in the mic, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. So, but back then we were saying it. We didn't know what's what. Now, of yeah. course, right now, 20, 30 years after, we go like, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> that was racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so odd. But you can't, you see, going back and judging people with like today's morals. How can we feel that we are, I, I, I think that we feel that we are at the highest level ever in the history of humanity, okay? Highest moral level. What do you mean? Pro because everything has to be right, okay? We all have to be right. And of course, everybody's right. But my problem, I have a problem with that. I feel that sometimes... This creates a sense of of um, everybody's extra careful of what they're gonna say or write. Like they're not fully comfortable, not even to put some ideas out there because of a risk of yeah. judgment. You cannot speak your mind, yeah. really, and, and, and that's fucked up. Yeah, no, Isn't yeah, yeah. It? no, no. I, I I truly believe so. I truly believe that. Um, it's like we're self-censoring without we're 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 supposed to be in 
you know, this liberty expression yes. and liberty of expression, but we're slowly self-censoring. In some aspects, I can believe it's good, but other aspects, it's good to really speak your mind and test your ideas out and, and, and argue. Yeah. Right? No? If it, like, you have to accept that what you're saying, all right, in that time, but now it doesn't work, right? But what you're saying in that time, it's me, my opinion on that matter, on that subject now, right? In that time. And I can change my worldview, my point of view in two, three, four, five years. But now it doesn't work because what you say right now can be held against you in 20 years, even if you have changed your whole like worldview. We are so like, I want to say like um, righteous. We want to be. We, we want to do good. To a point that we're doing wrong. We're doing bad by by not allowing people to be themselves. I think that we are creating a reverse situation. What we wanna, what we wanna avoid, we are creating. We are creating a bunch of frustrated people because a lot of people, I believe, I feel that they don't feel that they have the right to express themselves. So they're going to express it in a, like they're going to channel it in a different way. Because if I say something that goes against your opinion and once again it's only opinions right it's an opinion i mean like who cares if you think that um you should people should cut off all the trees um in quebec because um like the lumberjacks company that they, they believe they should cut off everything great i mean that's your point of view that's your business and you're giving um employment jobs to a bunch of people but it's also my point of view that if i believe that my kids my, fu my you know the future generation they should have um like parks and they should have like forest some forests some some stuff left well it's my point of view that we have to be able to argue to defend our point of view but by censoring you I'm basically, I feel that I'm censoring myself. Because if I censor you, then what authority that I have, what, on what ground am I gonna, on what ground am I gonna express myself? Like, why should I have, why should people listen to me when I'm excluding you from like, that conversation? If I cannot allow you, I cannot allow you to speak. I cannot allow myself to listen to what you have to say. Then when I'm going to have something to say, why should you listen to me? So that's whole censoring and people being um, extra sensitive. I think it's doing, it's not doing any good. All right. We are, we have become extremely sensitive, all of us. 
all right? And I'm talking from um, like someone who's like a visible minority, okay? We should like, come on, toughen up, all right? You should be able to take it, right? If like people shoot you some, some slur, like, yeah, you know what? You can, you don't have to just take it and don't say anything. Just reply. You can say something. You have to like defend yourself, right? But there is a limit. I'm not attacking you physically, but I'm now it's expressing opinions that we having a problem whenever someone gives an opinion everybody like we jump like want to jump to the guns like hey it's all right but we want to get opinions from like from people that has nothing to say for example that person is a i don't know like a well-known stripper you are a stripper a strip teaser because you have 250,000 followers all of a sudden your opinion is more valuable than the rest of your followers i don't think so we are giving a lot of because you're on social media people have like a lot of yeah you're important you you but you it doesn't mean because you have a, a lot of followers that you know jack about your, what you're talking about Mm-hmm. It should be taken like it's only an opinion. Yeah. It's your word and um like who cares? But that's coming from a mouth of an educated man. Um, influence well, is still influence. Like you're 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 smart, you, you know the, the game, you can read through the lines, you can understand what's happening. But you know, the the amount of information that we're all subjected to is quite intense. And it's very hard. Like I, I deal, I talk to people daily and they, they shoot stuff at me and I go, have you even bothered to even check if it's true? Like have you even bothered, just to do the extra legwork. Take yeah. the article, run it through Google. Like it's very simple. Like yeah. you go, who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, what's the base? Is it debunked? You know? And people are sharing, yeah, it's true. And, and I, I tried sometimes to confront people with that. It doesn't work. Like it doesn't create the uh, really. It's not true. Oh, I'm so sorry. I no. People the, will double do they, down. How, okay, how do they you, double you, down? Or they're like, I remember there's something. I saw a plague on Facebook. I couldn't understand why people were doing it. And it's a very sensitive mm-hmm. subject about people that would uh, lose their child. And there was an Ember Alert. So people were sharing the Ember Alert quite a lot. Okay, right of different different children. You know, this is a horrendous story, right? So very sensitive subject right but i would open and look at the article and sometimes it was like two years old and sometimes it was a year old sometimes they found the child very rarely i saw like a very small percentage of people that actually was a a genuine amber alert now the real amber alerts you usually get them through your phone through tv like it's really like an, an alarm that sounds right now i'm thinking People are sharing this information and they want to do good, right? Yep. But here's the opposite effect that it creates. It creates false positives and people are going to stop caring about these alerts because when people are going to start to check and there are going to be too many of them and it's not going to be true 
and it's going to alert people for nothing, yeah. the importance of these alerts are going to lessen. So I was writing down at the bottom, they found a girl two weeks ago. And this is an article from last year. I would write it down, but people wouldn't take him down. Yeah. Why not? Like I'm thinking, you, this, it this should be a good, it's, it's a great news. No, it, not only it's a great news, it's complete disservice. And then you, you go back to how Facebook works. Facebook is an outrage machine. Anything that elicits hard responses, mm -hmm. like all these videos and stuff like that, all these Amber Alerts and stuff like that, it, it creates a response that is hard to deny. Who, who are you to go, huh, another Amber Alert? Like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. You have children. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. You don't want to no, I, I, You don't never want to be there. So, but at Facebook, the metric of Facebook has nothing to do with humanity and caring and community. It has to do with keeping you on the fucking platform. So once the ma mandate is this, I don't care what I show you. Yeah. I show you what works for you and what keeps you there as long as possible. So I don't care if it's baby cats, lost children, uh, uh, you know, uh, videos of people getting shot, you yeah. know, whatever keeps you there, keeps you pissed off because the outrage is the best metrics for engagement. Yeah. Uh, Keep uh, you come uh, back for coming back from Mars. <laughs> so yeah. uh, fake news, who gives a fuck about fake news? Yeah. I, give you, I give you fake news up to Yancey. Yeah. Oh, now they, they kind of double down on fake news and they're putting it down. It's just a, it's a political show. Like It's just like, I want to feel good. I want to give to... I'm going to give $1 to the, to the hungry people of the world. You know, it's, it's not helping at all, you know? And it's like, I feel like, like it's, um, the good side of Facebook, there's many good sides, you know, I don't want to get into the good sides now because we're, we're, mm -hmm. we're giving the, Facebook a run, but I think there's, has no, like if we talk about social interaction and social cues, let's say if me and you argue about a subject, right? Mm -hmm. You can see my face, you can listen to me, you can agree, you can disagree, we can bounce ideas. And maybe after that conversation, the best idea or the, the seed of the best idea will create ripples. Yeah, That's not what happens on Facebook. Facebook is a funnel, it's a silo of people that just agree with themselves and bash each other. And so easy, like it's, it's very hard for me to look at you And to, to, to start shouting and pick stuff and just go, you know. It, let's say if we should take the comments of Facebook, some, and I just read them to you, to your face, I think mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard. That's why I told you before it goes away, with all these keyboard warriors that, that talk shit and, and blast each other and, like, and, and create, like, they... they, they They'll they, never say half of that, <laughs> yeah, crap. Like, yeah, in front in, of you. In front of you. In front of no. those biceps. Man, no. forget it. I'll no. be shitting in my pants. No, <laughs> like, people, like, just to confront people, like, to look, look at you in the eyes and just tell you something i think most people are extremely um like uncomfortable doing it and it should be the way like really if you talk to the um to the person if you can express yourself you don't have to be angry it could be like you're just sharing but by like having that contact looking at the person okay soothes you it calms you right because you can what we're lacking is like all these expressions like facial expression like the eyes like uh 
it's not only what you're seeing, but it's the like the whole thing. Like looking at the person, and you can generally feel if that person is being truthful or not. Okay, so nowadays, because we're all interacting with people through a screen, and it's only like words that we're reading, and um, most of the time the writing is like you're trying to like communicate your writing but you can't even understand what the person is saying okay what do you it's think it, what codes do you, what do you think is the effect you you have teens right now yeah they're on these cell phones galore for sure right mm, yeah or sort of yeah yeah i guess so do you think it's any different than what we went through like interaction wise between their own peers does it does it create something different that you feel like These guys have no skills to to even fix a conflict. Well, I don't know if they um like I don't know if I had any skills <laughs> back then fixing. But, uh, but I mean, but, but I mean, the way we would interact, it was different a the, bit, yes, right? Yes, yes, a slightly yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but right now the cell phones does does it add a layer that creates a problem within itself like because of the cell phone do they have a layer of problem to deal with or are they using channels to deal with problems that are not they're not I efficient i don't i would all right i'm gonna give you something that happened like a couple of days ago with my daughter uh, with my daughter i took her to um some um football camp she plays football flag football and she wants to um be part of the um like quebec flag football team so she went to the uh, camp and, and um she said well i don't know anyone i'm like yeah okay so it doesn't like wait wait, wait wait before that we were in the parking lot and then i told her like she said she was asking me where should she like where do i go i'm like I don't know. We just got here. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, there's a girl. Go ask her. See, I don't know her. Yeah. So, like, when you stop someone, when you ask for direction, you you're not expecting to know the guy. In order, like, before I ask him a question, I'm just asking you where should I go. Like, you know, you look like you know the school. Where should I go? But she didn't want to, and she said. um, Something that was very funny to me, she said, you know, the, the last one where people were practicing, like they were throwing balls and catching the ball and so on. And she said, well, I was just um, like playing with my ball by myself. I'm like, why didn't you just like, she's 15, right? Why didn't you just like integrate or group or go talk to a couple of girls? She said, come on, I don't know them. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. You have to talk to that person, to get to know that person, and then they'll become friends, right? But she was like, I don't know them. I'm like, but the interactions that they have, right? They feel like they have their like um like a few friends and then a bunch of friends like on on like different platforms, right? So I think Like, of course, they don't see it the, the way that we used to see it. People 
were just, there was like one way or two ways. I talk to you in person or I give you a call. That's it. Just typing is not really interact. Like you don't really interact. But it's a form of interaction. It, it is. But once you get face to face, now you don't know how to act. Do you think so? They don't, they don't have the same skills well, we did? They, no, because, well, if they do, like the best ones, yes, but they don't put it in practice as much. Hmm. Like I'm telling my, um, my oldest, like, okay, he doesn't have a girlfriend. I'm like, come on, guy. Like, you're 17. Like, let's go kill her. Go get her. <laughs> Go get yourself a girlfriend. Come on, you're 17. Like, it's time, you know? It's, um, it's practice. Mm -hmm. Go and practice. He's like, no. I'm like, come, like, just go. But I think the, the, um, there's also like, an element of fear. You don't want to approach people. You don't just want to approach a guy, let alone a girl. Like, I mean, that's, it's the enemy. <laughs> right? You don't want to just walk up to a girl, especially if you like her, because you're not, of course, if you doesn't like her, she's just a friend, she lives in the, like in the, um, on, like on the street, it's not the same thing. But when you have feelings, you feel, oh yeah, she's beautiful, she's interesting, whatever. All of a sudden, it makes it like, even like back then, when, like when I was 17, it was like, it was hard. Oh yeah. You know, but now, now they don't have to do it. Let me tell you a funny story because sometimes I give uh, salsa lessons in high schools and I teach from, let's say, sec one to sec five. Okay. There is a specific age where the opposite sex becomes radioactive. So let's say I go and I do a basic step, you know, and I show them the basics and blah, blah, blah. So that lasts about 15 minutes. And there's a moment I turn around and I go to them and I go, okay, now it's the time to get yourself a partner. And usually sec one, sec two maybe. They, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They'll go and grab a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. But something happens in sec three and sec four yeah. where they will literally like, like a beehive, guys on one side, girls on the other side, and they would huddle like if they, they saw a beast. Like they literally like, oh my God, yeah, oh my yeah. God. And they're like, no, not him. And here's the funny part. I understand like teen psychology because you know I, i studied in psychology but also i work with teens quite a lot so i look at them and i go nobody's going to take initiative because they they might look yeah. awful to their peers right yeah. so when they, they're going to a girl or the guy's going to a girl that means they're choosing that yes. person oh yes. my god yes. you're choosing a woman <laughs> So sometimes I would force them. Like I would yeah. just grab a guy by the hand and I grab a girl by the hand. You're going to dance with together. And then I, I, I would know what kind of relationship these two have. Okay. And then you have the cool leader. Yeah. Sometimes I would step out of his comfort zone and just goes and grab a girl. Yeah. And they're all happy. And then you would turn around and you see like half of the group of guys are hooking up together to dance with each other. They don't care. It's like, I'm dancing with you guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll dance yeah, with yeah. Ron. I don't care. I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. going to go get a girl. <laughs> I dance with you, buddy. We'll dance together. Hold yeah. on to my, to my hand. Really tight. The teacher's coming. Oh, my God. The teacher's coming. Just hold on. Hold on. And the, it, it's, everything is happening within one minute. Yeah. And it takes them, takes them on, on a mean average, five minutes to get everybody hooked up. Okay. It's 
a lot of time to the point where when I call it, and I usually have the teachers of the class helping me because because I'm the the guy that nobody knows. Yeah, I, I yeah, won't be the, effective, yeah, right? Yeah, the outsider. So I take a chair. Yeah, I sit and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch this because it's it's yeah. a show. Yeah. It's you yeah. can't believe your eyes. It's like the opposite sex is radioactive. It's like you cannot grab a girl by the hands. Don't do not Can touch them. Believe? Can you believe this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. And then it changes around seventeen ish. 18 it's not the same now you're cool you're it's okay uh, the girls are more comfortable there's not that kind of repulsion yeah but it's so funny but in the beginning it's just like like it's terrible wow. like oh no i don't want to look sometimes i you know to um to tease my uh, my daughter said um you like this guy don't you no dad come on like, it's like, you know you know listen 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 my my daughter's seven years old so I, I kind of like, I kind of noticed she's like, there's a guy that she finds really, really cute. So I go, so is uh, such and such your lover? And she goes, yeah, so you have a lover. She goes, I have six. <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, okay. what is happening? Sorry for asking. Six, six. Uh, I didn't want to know this. Uh, Don't tell me this information. Uh, okay. I, I just one is enough. No, yeah. six. And she goes and she names me one after the other. Hey guys, this this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm just standing there. I'm like, wow, is this what's the future look like? <laughs> Uh, I have oh six lovers, oh but six no, lovers. Because, because now it's oh. not, there, there are no consequences. So it's like, it's fine. Yeah. But once it's like, um, like Adam and Eve, you know, they were in the garden and everything was like, um, nice and sweet dandy. And all of a sudden they realized like, Oh, you exist. Me mm -hmm. too. Oh, you're a woman. I'm a mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Damn. All of a sudden, like everything, like everything changes at that very moment. So, like, for for these kids, like, in the beginning, like, we're just, like, a guy or girl. It's, yeah. like, it doesn't really matter. Once you get to a certain age, you start realizing. And, um, like, sometimes I would joke. I'm like, you know, what's the, um, the best thing and the worst thing that's going to happen, like, to all of us? You're going to discover the other six. You know, you're going to discover that, oh, they exist. Yeah, before they were they were there, but yeah. it wasn't the same. Yeah. And then you're gonna discover like girls, oh, they exist. Mm. And they're nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never like oh, I didn't notice. Oh, I've been known like we've known each other for 10 years, but damn, you are nice. And now it starts to mess up with your mind because that girl used to be your friend, but now it's like you have you're having like all these thoughts about her like it's 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 crazy it's and crazy. It's, like it's yeah it goes both ways and the girls are gonna be like oh this guy hey i used to be an idiot like me now all of a sudden like oh he's kind of cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everything changes at like uh, funny, at that yeah. point yeah yeah all right my friend listen um uh, i like to uh finish with some rapid fire question just to uh, sure. everybody gets to know you you answer quickly you know you're you don't have to think it through. Whatever comes to your mind, your answer. Right? Are you ready? <sighs> Let's go. Time's starting right now. So what excites you? 
<laughs> okay, that's a quick answer. Um, quick answer. Quick answer. What what excites me? Um, new things. New things. What is your favorite curse word? Colin. What is other another profession you would like to attempt besides financial advisor? Um. If, um, oh yeah, um, yeah, I would like to um, review cars or watches. What what are you not very good at? Oh, bunch of stuff. Who's the who's your role model? Um, I do not. Sadly, I don't have. I don't have one. It's not me. Um, sometimes. It's not that. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes. Thank you. Yes. When when have you been most satisfied in your life? I would say the kids give me, they, they, they do give me a lot of satisfaction. What things do you not like to do? What? I don't, oh, um, admin stuff. Just like, yeah. What, what's your superpower? My smile. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Thinking that I'm complex when I'm just like a simpleton. I'm just like a, yeah. If you have a dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? And oh, I would... Three people? Or one or two. One or two? Yeah, here we go. Okay, I, w I would go with um, Jean-Jacques Dessalines. He's a hero from uh, Haiti, Independence. Uh, he's a general. I would like to sit him down with um, a guy like um, Luther King. And um, yeah, I think that would be a great conversation. Awesome. What would you pick for your last meal? Oh, simple. Give me a steak. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. <laughs> all right. So it's a nice way to end it. Thank you very much, Ronald. Thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you. And I knew yeah. you, you, you were a bit anxious about the whole process. Extremely. But a bit. You, you, you did perfect. Thanks. Perfect. Thank Thanks you. for sharing your thoughts. Thanks for coming. No, it was, it was a, a pleasure. Blast. Thank it you, buddy. It was a pleasure. All right. So see you in the next podcast, guys. Take care.